From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, it's a lonely room, at least until around 8.30 or so. Uh, Bill George, Braden Gunn, Aaron, we're the only ones here. Jonathan's out at the ATA show out there showing off his wares and looking for good stuff that he could go put out there in his uh, shop out there at Arrowhead Archery. Uh, go out there and uh, see him, uh, but they're they're closed right now because they're all out at the ATA show. Uh, Glenn's out running around out in the woods somewhere, messing around. I, I talked to him a little bit last night, and he sounded like uh, he was at a party or something, which I know he wasn't, but uh, he was uh, going to be out messing around. I called him about the stealth cam dealio. I called you and called him uh, to see what uh, what you could do with those cameras. But anyway, yeah. uh, I got a guy who's calling in. What do you? What, oh, yeah. We're going to. We're going to get to the phone. Scott, you there? Yes, sir. How you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I'm sorry it took so long to get there. I had to go across the room and push a button. Usually Glenn hits that button and uh, <laughs> usually uh, do that. Well, what can we do for you this morning, man? Um, I'm looking for a place to uh, to go hunt some pigs. I know you guys used to kind of endorse, uh, I think it was the Boar's Nest or a place down south. Yeah. I'm in Riverview. Right. And... Uh, and I know he was going to change the name. Anyway, I had lost his number. I didn't know if you guys had the number or had somewhere else you recommend. You want us to uh, give you uh, Sean's phone number? Is that all you want? Seriously? Uh, yes. I mean, I I went on your website and and uh, you know posted a few times, but I never got response. So I didn't know if if, if you know. Dang that, Bill George! Him. What? Oh, oh, nothing. Oh, you were there. I'm sorry, you were in the room. Uh, I'm sorry about that, uh, man. I'm I didn't know that. But does that go? Do you send an email? Is that what you did? Yeah, I did a couple of times. Yeah, that goes your, to Braden. <laughs> no, it goes to email. It goes to oh, never mind. It goes to you. Listen, uh, I got Sean's number. You ready? Oh, oh go, go ahead. All right, it's eight six three. Okay. Two five nine. All right. Four eight. Four eight. Four eight nine six. Nine six. Yeah, that's Sean. Right. That's Sean Alorda. A L O R D A. Sean Alorda. And and right, in, wait, addition wait, wait. To, in addition yeah. to that, I, I know Jonathan uh, has been offering hog hunts also. If you want and, to drive up north, well, I don't know where he. If it's just up there that he does them, but uh, at the archery shop there, you can okay. touch base okay. with him and Arrowhead. Okay, Arrowhead yeah. Archery. 90. That's yeah. off of ninety two, right? Yeah. Correct. And and then okay. wait, wait a minute, I got one more. Just in All case, right. just in case Sean is still recovering from New Year's or something. Uh, I met this gentleman a couple of years ago, and he's an older dude that does a really good job. It's a Cracker Heritage Hunting Preserve. It's down in Zoflo Springs, so it's not that far from you. Okay. Uh, his name's Dennis Cruz. All right. Uh, spelled uh, C-R-E-W-S. And his okay. number his number is 863-781-781. Okay. All right. One five seven seven. All right then. And uh, he's down there in uh, Zoflo, and that's where I used to go all the time down there to go hogs. They got a bunch of nasties down there. That's good. I yeah. need to be down there in them. Well, that's where Sean usually goes putting around out in the woods too. So uh, you know, there's a bunch of them down there. 
everybody seems to skip that area of town. They always go, you know, down south. Well, got to go to Fort Myers, kill big hogs. I'm going, dude, man, you pass, you pass so yeah, many, you pass so yeah. many good hog hunting spots right there off of 62. It's not even crazy. I mean, it's crazy. There's, there's a yep, bunch of them. Yep. And there's some monster deer down there too. I wish I could get. My oh yeah, that's, like I live in Riverview. And there's plenty of there's plenty of game within a mile of my house, but unfortunately, it's that's all property that I can't get on. <laughs> why, why is that? Is it private property? It's, or? It's, yeah, it's private property. It's state property, county property. I mean, I live out just just right around Fishhawk. Wait, se- wait a second, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> wait a second. Now hold on. Uh, when it comes to county property, yeah. What Don't do you mean? Go on it. I was no. going to ask you, Bill George. No. When it comes to county property, what are the rules and regs on county property? Don't go. Why? Not unless you know for sure. Yeah, this is a reserve. It's a new reserve. It's uh, it used to be private property, but I think the county bought it, and now it's a reserve for bicyclists and hikers and those and you know people doing that kind of stuff. Well, as long as you're not in there roaring a 300 wind mag, Bill George. Uh, you know, I mean. Uh, uh, you know, if you're in don't there with a bow, if you're in a bow with a or a crossbow or something, I don't see the harm in it. You know what? I, I'm just asking because I knew people who hunted county land had permission. Everything was all good and clean. So I know people who have too, and so uh, and I know people have had to wait an hour or two before they could come out because there was people looking for them. Yeah, so, but that's, that's <laughs> don't a do diff- it. That's oh, a yeah. different kind. <laughs> It'd be cheaper to invest in a couple bags of corn and bring them into the backyard. Now there's a plan. Well, unfortunately, there's not enough. Uh, there's too many houses between my my house and 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 where they are because I see the deer. I get up in the morning at five and go to work, so I see the deer. I've seen a nice deer right down the road, but there's too many houses between my house and them house and, and the land for them to travel to my corn. That's the problem. I've already I've already thought about that. Well, you know, you just got to get up really high. Get up really high in a tree stand and shoot very, very vertically down. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's no big deal. It's just going well, over to your neighbor's house and knocking on his door and saying, hey, Bob, do you mind if I go in your backyard and get my deer out of there because he jumped yeah. over your fence? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a crossbow. That ain't the problem. It's just getting them, getting them to the house. That's the they'll, they'll travel further than you think, and they don't care about those houses. Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. They'll bang I'm, into stuff. And I've just, lived in the same house for thirty years, and I keep thinking one day I'm gonna wake up and look out in my backyard, and there'll be a pig or a deer standing there. But there could be. Yeah, it might. You never know. It, it's because you <laughs> you lack the uh, corn or uh, the jugs of wine that you're pouring over in the back corner of the property. I'm just saying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Uh, I know you might have to get to going, but Wade's calling in. He's going to give us apparently his take on uh, rules for county property. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to just hang up and listen, or and then if you want to complain, you can call back. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, then I'm going to let you go real quick, and we'll go to Wade and see what he says. So listen up, All okay? Right. All right. Hey, Wade, what's going on? All right, Braden. Here's here's what you need to know about your uh, county land. Uh huh. Elap property. You cannot do any bicycling on it. You cannot do any fishing on it. No hunting on it. Nothing. If it's Elat property, it's owned by Hillsborough County, and you get caught out there on that property, you will go straight to jail. Hey, no hey, questions asked. Hey, Wade, what is Elap? Yeah, what does Elap stand for? Environmental. I don't know the whole abbreviation. I just know it has to do with environmental protection. They buy up the land to keep it from being developed. Uh, usually um, wetland protection agencies that go out and buy it up. But I do know the property that's on Browning Road is owned by the Upper Swanee um, Water Distribution, and you cannot hunt any of that property on Browning Road, which is also off of uh, over there by 
39 and uh, Lithia Pinecrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do have the Swanee Distribution Water Center does have land up in North Florida around Perry and all that. And if you contact them, they will give you ways of um, getting access to hunt it. You, it. They do a lottery for just like Game and Fish has a bunch of uh, different lands that, that are lottery hunt. Right. So all the county property that's in Hillsborough County, you cannot hunt it. But there is a stretch of land that's on the Hillsborough that um, runs by the Hillsborough State Park that Game and Fish has access to that they do lottery hunts on. You can hunt by boat on the Hillsborough River. All right, now hang on a second. Aaron has got a question. Now, it looks like the ELAP stands for Environmental Laboratory Approval Program. I guess. I don't, that sounds... <laughs> the closest I can find. Sounds perfectly governmental I, to I me. I would say Environmental Land Access Act. Acquisition or something. Yeah, whatever. But they, I, you know, yeah, one of, they basically buy it up to keep it from being developed. But now I know that Glenn. I know that Glenn was working on uh, one of the Hillsborough County commissioners back in the day to get them to open up Elap uh, property for uh, hunts so that people could go that and actually right. use it. That's the land that's down in. Um, there's a lot of it that's down there, and uh, Why Mama mm-hmm. that that is um, runs right alongside. Um, Red Hawk Ranch, which is like if you're heading back into uh, off of uh, 674 and all that, but it hasn't gone through approval. A lot of people have been trying to get access to it. A lot of county employees have been fired for hunting that land. Oh, really? Well, that's one of those things where, I mean, if they'll fire their own employees for it, you can imagine what they do to poor Scott if he got caught out there. So uh, trespassing with a fire. Like I said, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, until the rules change, but I know that that's one of those things that Glenn was uh, actually pushing for uh, back in the day, and I don't know if that commissioner is gone now or whatever, but uh, that is one I of those no things idea. that we should be fighting for. I mean, we? Uh, that uh, Dude, we as hunters you know, should be fighting for. There's so many hundreds of thousands of acres that's in Hillsborough County that's owned by ELAP program, and I know a couple of my buddies that actually go out and mow the land and I mean, it's it's one of those things. It is what it is, and unfortunately, you it's, can't you can't do anything with it. You it's too sensitive it. to let fight. people walk on it, but we got to mow it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. All right, Wade. Well, thanks for all that great information, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for calling, man. Go have some fun today. Yeah, you too, buddy. All right, man. See you. Bye. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Glenn and I used to have a spot down there in Wyomama that he'd been hunting literally since he was a kid that was along the river down there. And then uh, Swift Mud came along. When the guy sold it to Swift Mud, he actually put in the allocation that, that Glenn would be able to hunt it for at least the next two years. And they agreed to that. And uh, that land was one of those things where you could go down, you could go hog hunting, you could do some deer had a big field in the front so you could, you know, dove hunt certain times of the year and stuff like that, go squirrel, or just get away, you know, it was a place to go to. And we did the same thing. We'd park and walk in. I think it was around uh, two or 300 acres or something like that. And um, then all of a sudden the year came where, you know, the new lock was on the gate and you couldn't go there anymore. And um we decided to go walk back there and see because we'd seen fresh uh, tracks going through there. So we walk around the corner and just like you said, all these many, many years, generations of people walking in and hunting this place. And it was pristine. As soon as swift mud took it over, they went in there with a bulldozer. 
knocked down this huge giant easement, all these oak trees, everything just ripped them up out of, you know, to make this easement down along the side of it and destroyed a thousand stuff that nobody ever even attempted to even do back in the day. Because we got to protect it. Yeah. Protect it by getting bulldozed D10s out there and tearing them trees right out of the ground, man. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. I hope that was some good information for everybody out there, especially you, Scott. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening and calling in. 888-404-1010. 888 is the number. If you want to call in and put in your two cents worth, we're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. It is a beautiful day. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Bill George, and Aaron's over there on the glass over there. Aaron under glass. Jonathan is up at the ATA. Glenn is out in the woods. And uh, we finally found out what ELAP stands for. Environmental Lands Acquisition and Protection Program. And we'll talk more about that later on. But first... Christopher, he's calling in the show this morning. I guess he's out somewhere, probably hanging out, eating breakfast with like uh, Tyler Jordan or something. Are you there? Are you not going to jump in or what are you doing? Are you done? Chris. I heard him there for a second. Oh, wait. I, I heard rummaging. Uh, are you there? Chris. <laughs> You are the worst phone caller on the planet. Hmm. Is he trying to Bluetooth this or something? I don't know what he's doing. You know what? I'm just going to leave him on in the background. ELAP, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, Hillsborough County, they manage more than 61,000 acres of environmentally sensitive wildlife habitat and corridors acquired through the Jan J.K. Platt Environmental Lands Acquisition and Protection Program. Management responsibilities include prescribed burning, invasive species control, wildlife inventory, which I have no idea what that means, trail maintenance, okie dokie, and feral animal control, habitat improvements for endangered or threatened species of plants and animals. Now, you would think that they would want hunters in there, maybe with a crossbow or a bow, kind of like what Scott has, to help with the feral animal control. I just picture somebody actually doing inventory on all the animals. (laughs) I see some fire ants. I see a bug. Here's a caterpillar. Look at there. There's a blue jay. Write that down. We had four butterflies. Four butterflies. Write that down. I don't know what kind they were, but they were four. Uh, ELAP is a, now listen to this. Now, ELAP is a voluntary program established for the purpose of providing the process of funding for identifying, acquiring, preserving, and protecting endangered, environmentally sensitive, or significant lands in Hillsborough County. It is a citizen-based program with volunteer committees involved in every key aspect of the program. It is not a regulatory program, but lands are identified for the program because of their environmental significance. So if it is a citizen-based program with volunteer committees, who, who are the people that are on there? Who do you think? The I don't, people who I don't actually know. show up. I don't know. I, I've never seen or heard of anybody being a part of uh, the ELAP committee crew. Is it like hush hush? Probably. You think so? No. <laughs> but but I will tell you it's probably people who will take the time to show up 
Hunters are probably not there because they're saving their days to go hunt. <laughs> is that what it is? All these people that are actually out there wanting to get a, uh, be a part of it or not uh, invited to be a part of it? That kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. That's all you got is yep. That's it. Well, I'm still catching my breath. I just ran all the way downstairs. Why? Let that boy boy in. Look at him. Are, are you okay? Should we should we take a should we take a break or whatever? Oh no. wait, Chris is Chris is attempting number two in the call in uh, committee. There we go. Oh wait, now he's being busted by the cops. Run, 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 Payback, man, payback. Really? What what did you do? We went to you on the first time, and there was nothing but silence. I don't know. I think the snow bad. bad The what? Because of the snow. What snow? There's no snow here. Uh, Snow in Kentucky. Oh, there's snow in Kentucky. Are you hunting? We're just uh, no. We're just we we had to go to ATA show to. uh, launch uh, two of our new uh, products out with the rugged cross material. Wow. Quit breathing into that yeah. microphone. Gosh, man, get your breath over there. He's, did you hear him in there? He's like, hey, Martha, it's me. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Ray that's Stevens. My, that's my morning voice. Not you, Bill George. Bill George, we're the only two people in the studio today because everybody's up there where you are. Did you see uh, good Jonathan up there yet? No, we try to get together, um, but we're just busy. And he was busy. He was at Boost left and right, you know, trying to get stuff for his his place. And um, we uh, we were just trying to keep everything flowing over there at the Primos. But so. I will well. say I was following you on. I am following you on Instagram, so I did see the release of the <laughs> two new products that you speak of. But now, for yeah, those who are listening and don't follow you on Instagram, what are the two new? Uh, uh, products that you have coming out this year so we have a stakeout blind which is um basically a two hub system and um it's enough for two people um it's uh for hunting turkey but i know talking to jimmy and uh jimmy the other day with uh primo's hunting uh, uh show that they've been killing uh coyotes deer everything out of that thing just because um they haven't had a chance to kill any turkeys yet but it's basically a two-hub system, and it breaks right down, and then um, you can throw it in your bag or wherever you want. Um, very uh, very lightweight. And then also we have, uh, it's also exciting, is the decoy, which is our material where you can see through. So there's no more having to duck, you know, using the fan and everything. Yeah, so, no. Uh, those are two. Now, I saw those. Uh, I thought they were pretty neat if you're – Wondering what the two hub system is. That means that if you've ever seen their, the Primos blinds where they go up in like seven seconds, it's that little locking hub thing that's yes. in the middle. And, uh, basically it's like two X's and you just, you put them out almost like an umbrella and then you click, click and you lock the two things and you're set up. I mean, literally it's that quick. Right. And then on the turkey yeah. one, the turkey one looked really awesome, man. I mean, you just fan it out and, uh, you got a, on one side, you have a big Tom turkey like he's strutting like crazy. And then uh, as you hold it up, you can actually see right through the darn stuff. So it's not like you're going to be blindfolded, uh, you know, having to peek over the top. I mean, you literally, it's big enough to where a person can get behind it and sit there uh, like this big giant Tom Turkey's there. And uh, you can see right through it. It's it's an amazing product, man. Uh, Did you put it up on Facebook yet? Because I'm going to share it and put it on our page. 
Yeah, yeah, I would love, you know, you guys to show it. And the great thing about this is uh, not only I think the price points are where they're at, where uh, everybody will have no uh, – um, actually, the, the stock, everybody's not going to have a problem this year. Uh, they're already in stock. They're ready to go. They're actually for sale at the Primos website. Um, so I don't know. Orders have been flying. So uh, there was a limited run that we did, but we did a fairly big one. Um we just don't know how long they're going to last. But you can go to primos.com and, um, and buy them. But I believe the turkey and the, um, the steak outline is uh, 129 a piece. So well, that's not, not bad. Not really bad. Well, you know, like not the not last really thing y'all brought out, it took a year to get, get them flowing <laughs> good. Well, they, they well, were... did a limited run, though. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, we, were, we weren't expecting, you know, to you know, have 10 times the volume, you know. So, which is which is a blessing, but uh, yeah, it, it took a while. So, yeah, we're, yeah. we're excited, and um, you know, all right. Well, thanks well, for the call, man, and uh, keep I up really the good work. Being here and seeing you last week, yeah. Well, you know, it was uh, what we it was. Got some for you, George. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Well, you know what? We'll we'll uh, share the information over there on our Facebook page. But go out there, have fun up there at the ATA show, man, and uh, get back nice, safe, and sound, and go do some snow skiing while you're there. All right, buddy. Thanks, guys. See you, Chris. Chris Eaton, Chris Eaton with Rugged Cross Blind. Smokey, if you'll hold on through the break, man, we'll get you as soon as we get back, I promise, okay? Uh, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. You guys will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Now we're full in here. Of course, uh, Jonathan's up at the ATA show, which we heard from Chris Seaton with Rugged Cross Blinds. He's up there with his new two products. Uh, we'll put them up on our Facebook page before we get out of here today. But uh, Glenn's out running around out in the woods today. And so Vince Noble, the uh, Don of Indian Rocks Beach, also known as Big Sugar, also decided really? to uh, join in uh, the show today. And he drugged down some Cajun. From up there in the narrow regions up in Louisiana, Mississippi area, where he runs around up there, Captain Duval. And uh, I appreciate you coming in, Mr. Calvin. Appreciate you coming all the way down here. It was nice that you came here just to see us. I appreciate y'all having me. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, well, thanks for coming down. Now, uh, we we told Smokey we'd get to him right after the break, so let's get to Smokey right now. How you doing this morning, Smokey? Hey, I'll be quick, Braden. I just called in to officially nominate Braden Gunn to oversee E-Lab property. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> That'd be great. I, I second that motion. The committee with all the old hoity-toities saying, I think we need to hunt this land. You know what? I don't know if those people, because I got the feeling, I really do, and uh, Bill George could yell at me or correct me or whatever, but I got the feeling that uh, and since it is a citizen's voluntary type individual thing, that I'm wondering how many of those people actually either grew up here or uh, know anything about where the woods are that they're at, you know, because these woods down here are not like the same ones they have up in Ohio or Vermont or Maryland or New York. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and, and those, and you know, it's just people who never even walk in the woods. And they're all about environmental green things, and we need to do things, and they have no idea what they're talking about. Well, that's but true. they're more active. Yeah, and that, well, you know why? Because they're retired, and they have no jobs, and they're living <laughs> off that uh, you know that old pension that their husbands left them, uh, you know, when they from 54 years at the GM plant or whatever it is. You know, they're the ones that get that new Mercedes every three years. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? 
And uh, yeah. then they're the ones that are out there making decisions about what can uh, what Vince can do in his backyard or what anybody can do in that woods. As Scott pointed out, he's got all that land out there and can't step foot on it. And there's hogs galore all over the place. When uh, Obama was the last election, they had something on the ballot for that, for uh, putting additional county funding that wasn't coming from additional tax money, but money they already had, that there'd be another like $50,000 going to the ELAP program, and I believe that passed. Yeah, well, it did. It says right here that uh, their timeline in 87, the uh, county uh, Board of County Commissioners approved uh, the ordinance for $21 million over a four-year period to acquire environmentally sensitive lands. And in 1990, uh, county voters approved the uh, assurance of up to $100 million in bonds over a 20-year period to acquire additional lands. And then in 2008, that's November, voters approved the insurance up to $200 million in bonds. Yeah, so, uh, awesome. so, uh, I, you know, bond money, I don't know where that comes from, but uh, I think it comes from taxpayers and everybody else, and, and we can't use the land. So, uh, it comes I, from James. Oh, is that what it uh, is? It comes from James? James Bond. Oh, James Bond. Gotcha. <laughs> stupid, <dude. laughs> it's too early for you, Bill. That's just stupid. I'm telling you. Oh, my right. God. Well, Smokey. Uh, sorry, man. You got to work with them guys. Uh, Smokey, I appreciate the nomination, and I would gladly accept it for sure, but it's voluntary. I want to get paid to get out there and go shoot hogs. All right. You have a good day, sir. Thank <laughs> you. All right, man. Appreciate it. Uh, in the studio, as we pointed out, uh, Vince decided to grace us with his presence, and we held on to one story just for you in here. Well, before you go, I got something to say about this. No, no. no I got to say it. No. You know, everybody's complaining, oh, we build too much, we do too much. Then when they have somebody that's going to hold the property or hold the land so we can't build on it, you're all complaining about that. We're not complaining not about it. We're, We're not, not complaining about the fact that they're holding land. We're complaining about the fact that we can't use it. The, I know, the, Braden. I just like we can't fired have up. Stab you in the eye. Recreational activities on that land. Yeah. If you notice right there, trail maintenance is one of the, uh, one of the things. And feral hog control. Well, or animal control. So, feral animal. Feral animals. So, I love uh, you, Braden. I just wanted to get you fired up this morning. Y'all have been a little quiet. I've been listening all morning, and y'all have been like, blah, blah, You really blah. want to fire it up? So does that mean, Bill George, we can shoot cats? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it don't bother me. It's bothering the one at home now. Uh, does that mean we can? Uh, it's a feral animal out there? We can, uh, well, you know. Well, if they are controlling feral animals, and it didn't have a collar on it, that... That would qualify under Hillsborough County's uh, ELAP program well, for animal he, control. You would think so, uh, but anyway. So we'll, we'll, you know what? This is this has piqued my interest. So we'll, right. we'll have to see what what goes from here. But is that the best uh, you got, Vince? I'm, I'm just getting started, man. I'm just waking up. We just literally got off the boat like three and a half hours ago. Why'd you even go to sleep? Yeah, why? Because I'd have been miserable. No, you wouldn't. Have. Oh yeah, I would have. Captain, did you go to sleep? Yes, yeah, I slept did. for about three hours. Three hours? Yeah. And then what are you guys going to do for the rest of the day? You're just going to go home, flop on the couch, and, uh, you know, mom ain't going to let you do that. You're down here in Florida. He's living the water life. Bro, he's going to go flop on the beach and drink some beer. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can get messed up today. But, <laughs> uh, well, now I got, um, we, we saved it in there because we know you guys were out, what, you went out bow fishing last night? Yes, yeah. sir. How'd Twisted, you do? Went out with Twisted Limbs. How'd you Travis. do? Did pretty good. We got, yeah. what, how many? Uh, we had about 10 sheephead, uh, one mullet that was shot twice at the same time. 
<laughs> the foolish mullet that made it in front of the uh, water. Wasn't fast wife, enough. My wife had never bowfished, so you know we were shooting at the mullets. You know they're pretty fast, and uh, Captain uh, Jim and her both shot simultaneously, and they both hit the same mullet. Well, he wanted to make sure that she got it. That's all. He was just back. Oh, he her. stopped it for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. slowed it down. Slowed it down. There you go. Yeah. Now, uh, really seriously, are you guys going to do more fishing while you're down here, or are you just vacaying? No, we're going to go out tomorrow with Captain Jim. Uh, do a little more fishing. Uh, we only in until Tuesday. Uh, we'll be leaving out Tuesday morning. Right. So we just wanted to come down. Uh, you know, Vincent came up and did some uh, fishing with us. Yeah. You know, in, in Louisiana. In, uh, oh, so this was, is payback. Uh, we wanted to come yeah, and nice. hang out. We, hang you know, out. We, I've been to St. Pete one other time a couple of years ago. Me and my wife uh, just on vacation, and I just wanted to. I hadn't never fished the area. Do you know when you should come down here for vacation? Is when red tide is happening. Shut up. It's the best time to happen, man, because the, the beaches are empty and it's all good and the fishing's great. I'll tell you what, though, you talk about red tide, there is still a little residual. All the grass is dead. The grass, and that's because uh, of red tide. Yeah. Are you no. sure? Yeah. No. Very are you, sure. Are you sure? Yeah, because the grass was there before the red it, tide. It, uh, no, but that doesn't mean. Were you there? You were blaming Big Sugar for a dang stuff before. Your factual. Content that was the past. I've learned. I've learned, and it's still problems with the water. Apparently because not. what has DeSantis done since he's been in office? Oh, he's going to try to take care. Holy of, he's going to try to take care of the issues down south with the big sugar in the water. So no, zip it. No, no, he called it Lake Okeechobee discharges. <laughs> well, whatever. It's still big sugar. Let me no. just go ahead. Let me just go ahead. <laughs> he me, did say he he was after the uh, water management board for leasing land to the sugar company. There you go. But he's taking care I of business. I think he was a little wrong in so that. So, anywho, back to the red tide. The grass was there prior to the red tide. Let me clarify this. He announced major water policies up in Tallahassee, $2.5 billion over the next four years for Everglades restoration and protection of water resources, a $1 billion increase in spending over the previous four years at the highest level, including the restoration. Uh, it's the biggest in Florida history. So he jumped in there on that. And then also he asked for the immediate resignations of all South Florida Water Management District board members. Good so, for him. Uh, you know, he's not messing around. I disagree. Around. Why? Uh, I understand that. Because they screwed it up? Why? No. <laughs> Why? He, no, if you don't do your job right over time, what's going to happen? No, no. They're going to can you. His reasoning was because they agreed to lease land to the sugar company that was destined for the reservoir. Hey, you don't do your job, bye-bye. But they have 30 days to bye-bye. stay out of it, but they're not ready to build it anyways. Yeah. So, again, Vince Noble, well, bye-bye. you're jumping the gun. So, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Yeah, and then we're going to explain to Vince why grass dies. <laughs> I'm t- we're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Do you need a nap? Get him a nappy. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. I sound calm and collected. Uh, but during the break, things get a little crazy in the room, and it makes you want to settle down when you get back on the microphone. Woosa. So, here we are in the studio with Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, Captain Calvin, Duval, out of, uh, what is it, Duval Cajun Charters? Yes, sir. And then uh, Bill George down there on the end and Aaron behind the glass. 
<laughs> She's well protected from the rest of the beasts that are over roaming this room. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, water and the water quality out here in the uh, Gulf of Mexico. And uh, Vince is proclaiming that the somehow <clears throat> the algae itself is the disruptor and the killer of many grasses out there off of where have you seen this dead grass? In the bay. Where? St. Pete. Where? Tarpon Key. In the wintertime. In the wintertime. Tarpon Key. Yeah. And where else? All around there. Really? Yeah. In the bay. I didn't think the tide made it into the bay, the it red did, tide. It did not. So, Oh, it actually to, did. No, it did not. Barely. It barely made it past Pinellas Point, my friend. Actually, if you all really want to get technical, red tide is always out there. It just happened to the bloom. Yeah, that is true. Now, that's the, that's the technical side of Red Tide, but you still have explained to us how that incorporated the algae. If kills. Captain Jim was awake right now, I would call uh, him because he, we and him oh. had this conversation last night. Over beers, I'm sure. We had no beers. Did we have any beer last no, night? No, we didn't have any beer. Okay, so whiskey comes in. Yeah, we, we had none of that either. No, no alcohol was involved at all. Yeah. It was interesting. But yeah, it was probably a good thing. So, we didn't so wait a minute. I want to hear what the great minds of the triad have come to the conclusion that blank what happened happened it's the residual from the red tide has killed off a, a lot of what the grass residual? out there that's the residual the red tide has killed the grasses are you sure that it had nothing to do with the uh release again that happened uh once again with the sewage release that happened over in st petersburg this was long before or no no long before i know the grass was there before the red tide uh-huh and the red tide's over did you the see that said gone. grass last year at this time? He said Actually, he did, yes. yes. You did. Because that's where we fish. We fish over there quite often. Okay. And so you don't think Very that often. any of the uh, massive sewage release had anything to do I'm with it? I'm sure it had something to do with it. Oh, wait. Maybe I'm not saying like red tide was all of it. I mean, yeah, the, the sewage could no, have No, you it. said red tide was the cause. It is a residual from the red tide. No, it's a leftover. you blamed the red tide. Thank you. Not you're 100%. We will, I will work to get an official statement. Okay. From the agency that deals with red tide okay. as to what effects it has on seagrasses. Do that. Are those the same people who count the Goliath grouper that say we don't no, need I'm to have a season? About, no, they no, don't that'd be count a different, them. That's the problem. Just making sure. That'd be That's a different the problem. Biologist. They don't count them. Yeah, that'd be a different <laughs> biologist, by the way. They don't, they don't cross biology. You think? Yeah, they don't do no. any of that stuff. Well, I'm sorry to hear that your lawn is dead. So uh, exactly. maybe it had something to do with the... Uh, I don't know, your neighbor's dropping tequila on it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Or it could be the geese that poop but, all over your cars. I don't now, know. Now, did so, you grow that beard to hide from big sugar down there after all those acquisitions? This ain't the big and wild pick on Vince show. My God. <laughs> Seriously. We're just, we're just seeing how far we can push it. With no, you. you're with, pushing me. I'm tired, man. With, I'm going to break. That's why we're pushing it. I don't want to. Awesome. We're on the air, and I, I, I'm really trying hard not to say the things I want to say. <laughs> Nap time. <laughs> Nap time. And, and Aaron's left the room, and you're not too hot on that dumb button there, buddy. It's so. all the way across. So. <laughs> we might have some problems. It's all up on you. Uh, no, I, I will, uh, we'll get off that real quick. But uh, Captain uh, Duval, uh, for you to come down here tomorrow, you're planning on hitting the waters again with uh, Captain Jim Pollard with uh, Big Daddy Sport Fishing. You guys are going to get out there and uh, try to catch some what? What are, you, what are you gunning for tomorrow? I'm looking to catch some snook. 
I've never caught one. It's something on a fish on my bucket list. But you, you know, and we saw a lot of them last There's night. There's a ton last night. They were all over the place. I, I you know, I was kind of tempted to sling an arrow. No, one, don't no, do that. I know. Well, right now they are a catch and release only due to an executive order that was extended out um, because of the effects of possible effects of the red tide. Mm-hmm. Which, believe it or not, this fish has they're exceeding. Their twenty-year average right now on on stock. Okay, we're exceeding. We're above average, but we put a no no harvest on there for the guy who wants to keep one because we might have a problem. Yeah, because eating but, one or two. But there's still more out there than any. There, I mean, there was a ton loaded. last night. Everywhere we turned around, every every bend, we're like, oh my god, there's another one. Well, now I got to ask you: Are you going to be satisfied if you catch a twenty uh, incher, or do you are you looking for uh, big mamas out there? You want to like? I know it's just a bucket list fish. I've never caught one, and I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to catch a big one, but I'm not going to be picky. You're going to get one, like but you but you got to you got to be kind of picky because uh, if you don't, then uh, you know it's kind of like. It's like Bill George when he goes out gator hunting. It's the first time if you've never done it. You know, uh, a six-foot gator is just as good as a 12-foot gator. But in reality, when you look back on it, you go, man, I should have got that 12-footer. I really should have got that 12-footer. Because people will settle. They'll go, well, I'm out here. It's cold. It's nasty. It's dark. Bugs are flying around. I'm really uncomfortable. And uh, there's a six-footer. Let's just take that. Well, if we go back to the same spots we were looking at last night, there's some 20-plusers. I mean, they were, and they were everywhere. Now, were they moving, or were, did you just surprise them with the lights, and they were, no, like, they were, held they were, up? The water's not that cold. I know, I know, but, I mean, were they actually hunting, or were they actually hiding? They were just chilling. They were just ambushy, they were just and ambushy. you just woke them up. Pretty much. So, that doesn't mean they'd be feeding. No, they weren't feeding, but they were there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Where was this spot you were at last night? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling just you. Just point. That way. That's not a point. That's double directions. He doesn't know where he was. He was just on the boat. There was a bright light. I thought you said you were in the bay. Maximo. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's some boys hanging. Oh, wait. Uh, Wait. Wait. All that red tide that's supposed to be down there by Maximo uh, at this point? Uh, Why would they be there? Anyways, can we move on? My God, you're like a freaking broken record. I'm just saying. All right, Captain Duval, Cajun guy, born and raised in where? Right outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. Which side? I was actually born on the east side as a young child, moved to the west side. Mm-hmm. Now I live back in uh, on the east side in Chalmette. You, you bring a mofalada down with you? Oh, man. Uh, I could have, but we left too early. Nobody was open. I tell you. I don't know, man. Mother's in New Orleans is probably the best place to get one. Oh, no. So. There's other places. that are, Mother's is really good, but there's other places that are better than Mother's. Really? Oh, yeah. Name names. Where's this at? Write it down. <laughs> Did I deliver? What's the deal? Because you, you know what? You can't find one around here. That's I'll have to get that. I got the address here. I'll have to send y'all some. Yeah. That'd be hot. And a king cake, too. While yeah, that at. one that you brought wasn't too bad that one time. Was it that from that little mom and pop store in Forth? Yeah, but that, they went out of business. Oh. And so, uh, yeah, the old uh, DJs, uh, the Cajun Cafe that was there, and they're they gone. Did you oh. hear they're going to start um, clothing the babies on the king cakes? <laughs> are you? What? Yeah, what do people you mean? are offended because the babies are naked, you know, on the king cakes. People are offended by everything. <laughs> I know. Wait a minute. So they're going to start like putting clothes on the babies. 
Well, these are literally nondescript little tiny babies. There's no genitalia on them whatsoever. So what, what's the deal I don't on know that? They're looking. I don't know. I just saw a story on it. Are they going to put little pasties on them? Swaddle them. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Icing over it. You know. We just learned to you know like everybody else mind their own business. I mean that that was that's been around for. I'm 45 and it's been around for 45 years. No, it's been around. It's been around for hundreds of years. I mean that was started way, 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 way back. That tradition's been around forever, including the three colors on the cake. So I mean it's it's that's bulk crud. No, I'm going to need a dump button. See what you <laughs> My <doing>? finger's close. <laughs> for, those, for those of you who don't know, uh, king cake is traditional uh, uh, of Louisiana down south especially. It was uh, part of the Mardi Gras celebration, and uh, every year there's a, somewhere in the cake is a little uh, naked little plastic baby that you would be cooked in there within the cake, and whoever gets that uh, gets the luck of the year and all that kind of good stuff. It's supposed to bring prosperity and all that kind of good stuff. Well, the so. tradition behind it, whoever gets the cake is supposed to buy the next cake. That's right. That too. That's mm. in there as well. But um, it's some of you people may know it because it's something weird that you probably picked up while you were out on Bourbon Street, you know, drinking and you don't remember because you had a grenade in one hand and a Pat O'Brien in the other. And you're like, I ate this cake somewhere. But down there was like a naked baby in it. And I spit it out on uh, on Magazine Street because it got stuck in my teeth. So it's one of those things that's traditionally done, and now Aaron has ruined it. Well, it can't now be plastic to- anymore because, you know, it may be bad for the environment. <laughs> You're shooting the messenger on that. I know, I know. Yeah, but you know what? Nobody I know says- how you feel, trust me. <laughs> it's not as bad as the red tide. No one says anything oh, about I, You can't be jumping on that bandwagon now. Come on, man. Nobody says anything about the 75 metric tons of beads that are clogging up the sewers of New Orleans and maybe had something oh, yeah. to do with They're the flooding. They're going to have to be wooden beads. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, they throw the wooden Ouch. coins. They used to throw the old wooden coins. Biodegradable ones when they hit the water, they disintegrate. Yeah. Now they have metallic ones. You know what's really funny? Off subject, went through McDonald's drive through the other day and got a little meal. And the lady says, uh, would you like a straw with your drink? St. Pete, yeah. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. There's a ban on straws. They're actually asking Pete. me if I wanted a straw. And I was like, uh. Because if they give you the straw and that straw touches your hand, then you have to take it or it's thrown. they have to throw it away. So there's no point in doing a straw ban on that at that that's so they're just like they ask if you would like a straw that's why, what, why you ruined my day that there was got, a got attacked yeah, at straw, mcdonald's oh i know that i know they're about to attack at mcdonald's but i mean you ruined over, my day that was over a straw yeah because <laughs> she just, asked him if he want, wanted a straw <laughs> of course louisiana, i want a straw calvin's yeah. lost hold on you gotta fill him in yeah in louisiana they don't ask they just give you a straw yeah well oh, the that's turtles, today yeah the turtles get like the sea they, they, they do. Uh, they there get was them, one video where they. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> What's up with the paper <laughs> straws that you get here? I, I'm not saying ban the straws. I like straws. <laughs> I'm just. They do. They went to switch to paper because of the plastic straw ban or whatever it is. I, mean, I, I was drinking a Diet Coke yesterday and I took a sip and it was shooting out the side of the straw. I never seen that before. I thought I was a sprinkler system. I finally came to the conclusion. Now I understand why we went with the uh, straw ban in the uh, in uh, the city of St. Petersburg. Because immediately, about a month or so after the ban and all the other stuff that we did, all, all of a sudden, Bloomberg shows up with a big fat check. Yeah. Throws up with a check and goes, here, here's two-something million dollars for you guys to do. You're doing such a great job. Being environmentally yeah. protective yeah. city. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going, now I know why there's a straw ban. Ah, I get free it, money yeah. from Bloomberg. And look, there's one right there on the couch. I did turn around when I got two T's today. They asked me, 
did I want a straw? And I said, just one. <laughs> it's like when I go through Taco Bell for the drive-thru and I'm like, would you like any sauce? And I'm like, yes, just one because they give you a whole bag full of sauce for one. And they put them in the refrigerator and you keep it. Yeah, you save them for later. Yeah, added to some chili later on. Uh, listen, I wanted to uh, ask you guys while you're here. Uh, since I know you're going to go out strictly for snook, are you guys going offshore that way, or are you going to try to keep it in Tampa Bay? We're going to keep it in Tampa Bay. I think we're going to hit the, the Weedon Island area first and then kind of work our way around. Why you got to go over in my neighborhood? Why can't you go mess up somebody else's Cause fish? Because you don't come out of your house, so I might as well come to you. Yeah, but that's still those are still my fish, so I don't know are why you're messing on them. Are you, you, got, you got tags on them? I got tags on every one of them. Show me. How can I show, show you unless I catch them? Well, you got to get out of your house to come fish with us now, I, don't you? They're swimming. They're swimming out there with name tags on them. Just leave them. And on. they're close. It's not even five miles from your house. I, I understand. Imagine that. that. And that's my pet. It's kind of like Bill George and his deer. He won't shoot the ones in his own backyard. Well, when I can't, I want to stay happily married. Hey, yeah. When it's time, I'm going to eat your pet. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Yes, I will. No, no, you're not. Are you going to take a break? No, I'm not. Okay, cool. Bill George, I'm not, go? I'm not going to take a break. Now he's got me upset. He's going to go over and try to mess with I'm going to eat your fish. I'm going to eat your pet. Officer Nick, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and report two violators <laughs> filleting snook right now. by Weed We're Island. not going to practice catch and release or fillet and release. That's what you just said. Yeah. You just admitted it on the radio. <laughs> All right, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. It gets worse.